The Tadurians! They've broken into the circuit. Fork, you've got to get them out. How can I? They're already as good as dead. Why? Once the dressings get their scent, they won't stand a chance. Something's wrong, Joe. Let's go back, Doctor. I don't like it here. No, neither do I. They'll never make it. I don't know. But it didn't sound very friendly. Look! Today's episode. One line that really shocked me was Joe saying, Oh, we've slipped back something like 40 years. And I'm like, What? This is 1926. And I'm thinking, Oh my god, it's only 46 years before it was being filmed. Just something like, Right, let's shoot them all. <laughs> it was just really good. But why is there a dinosaur in the Indian Ocean? How can the drashing be the most evil? most frightening thing in the galaxy or whatever when it says they have no intelligence centre. And if you're going to have a dinosaur, why choose something that's so drashiggy? Forever under a train bridge graffitiing because I'm just bored. It'd have been nice to have a third section which was either Ogrons or Cybermen. That would have been cool. Hello and welcome to World Enough and Time. My name's Alex. And I'm Andy. Very good, thank you. On this windy morning, sure? windswept morning here in the UK. Is it? Yes. Oh, but it's a crisp, cold evening here in Inzid. Inzid, yes. I am sporting a lovely tan. <laughs> yes, I know, doing well on that. It helps if you're outside. You if you work outside. I do. I do all my work outside, but because it, it's such a routine that I even work outside when it's kind of cold, and I'm kind of like in a vest top in case the sun comes out. And it's just ridiculous. No, I honestly, I think it's so clear that we're from the same mum because, um, at, obviously with the lockdown and everything, I've been working from home as well, and I, in really really cold weather have been outside having video conferences while wearing two blankets on, on an old manky sofa. <laughs> and like, all my new colleagues who have no idea who I am just think I'm some kind of bag lady sat on some dodgy old sofa with blankets around me. But I'm, I'm not going inside for no one. Hmm. That's where I'm going to be. And what's your job title, by the way? <laughs> Direct... Marketing and Automation Centre of Excellence Lead. <laughs> Gosh, that's complicated. It's just a lot of words that means nothing. I've re oh, I've renamed my department already. <laughs> well one. done. I was, I was so excited. So my um, 
my function now is to basically um, create an agency um, within Vodafone. Very mm -hmm. fun. Love doing it. Um, so it's an internal agency, so we can save lots of money. Um, and so I just thought, well, if we're going to be a proper agency, we can't just call ourselves the Direct Marketing and Automation Centre of Excellence because that's not an agency name. So I did a poll, and we now have a name, and we're called The Forge. And we carry anvils wherever we go. And, wow, um, that's we cool. all have hammers. It's amazing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to get a big metal sign made as well for the office. So yeah. So. Oh, fantastic! All well done. It is all happening. Yeah, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm a little frightened of you these days. I have to say, now you've become corporately powerful. Yes, it is fun. Love <laughs> it too much. And Good. please be afraid. You're supposed to be. How are you? Are you loving lockdown? Are you loving it. Kind of secretly hoping there's a big second spike soon. Not because I want people to die, but just to show everyone and say I can, so I can sit in the I told you so throne for a little bit. Yes. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's it's unclear yet. I don't think the spike would have happened. I think it's not due quite yet because it's kind of there's a bit of a lead time. No, isn't there? it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. But um, joyful, happy, happy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think every I, other country is kind of watching in, in hope for your spike as well. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you twats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all and it's shit totally deserved. It's just ridiculous. But I'm spending my time writing a textbook, a handbook. Yes. And I'm doing very Tell well with more. that. So that's good. No, it's boring. <laughs> no, okay. But I, I will Don't tell you, I'm, I'm going to design the fuck out of it so it's going to be beautiful. It's going to have symmetrical, okay. repeated, tessellated patterns next to each title chapter and chapter of each chapter of each title. Title of each chapter. It's well written. This book. There's <laughs> going to be lots of lovely things in it. Yeah, I can't wait. I'll be yeah. buying it for one. Yes, I'm sure you will. For all the user experience research in libraries that you do. Yes. Well, <laughs> that time's coming. It's, it's a gap in my knowledge. I hope it isn't for your sake. Um, so, in time-honoured tradition, almost time-honoured now, I'm going to ask you, what have you been watching yeah. on TV? I have an answer, I have an answer, and, and it's one that you'll be excited about. I've watched all of Mrs. Maisel. Oh, wow, so you're up to speed. Yes, finished series three today. Oh, wow. So, yeah, no, yeah, loving it, really, well, loved, it's all gone now. But yeah, so good. So it just gets better and better, doesn't it? Just, oh, well, I don't yeah, know, because I thought series two good. was the highlight for me. And series three, I just think there's a lot of dance numbers and a lot of song, songs and not songs. Yeah, songs. That guy. What's he called? <laughs> Shy Baldwin. Shy Baldwin. It was, I was getting a bit bored of that. I'm like, okay. Are we having to see him sing oh, really? again? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> One episode. The series was the best. Yeah. Like the whole Catskill stuff. Oh, was you did love that. It was amazing, fantastic. wasn't it? Yes, that was the yeah, absolute yeah. pinnacle. I think when I talked to you about it last on the podcast, that's what I was completely losing my mind over how brilliant it was. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. love, particularly still love the fact of how Susie integrated with the staff of the Catskills. That was my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> just, she got really attached to that plunger. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> <laughs> she just fitted into situations. It was amazing, and how they all loved yes. her. It's brilliant. Yeah, she was. Uh, they had that search party out for her. <laughs> it was really adorable. Yes. 
yeah. yeah, so that's what I have been watching. And what else? Oh, I watched everything that basically any series that NZ people might understand, they seem to buy from the BBC, which is good. Yeah. So I watched 13, the thing that um, I think launched Jodie Comer. Oh, I haven't seen that. I've been watching Homeland Series 8. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> Why? Oh, <laughs> I fucking hate Homeland. Oh, how, far, oh. how far did you get? Oh, I think just two series. I was already angry. It's so racist. It's so, like, it's so pro-Israeli. Kind of like everyone else is a, a terrorist kind of bollocks. It's, oh, it's vile, and I hate her. Hate her. No, I'm not. We're not keen. We're not keen on it. I'm, I'm, I'll be very disappointed if she doesn't die at the end of all of this. I have to say, <laughs> we've got about two episodes left. What keeps you going with it? I kind of like all the the what's going on sort of aspect of it. I like that the sort of political skullduggery and the sort of like fact that everything's corrupt always and will always be corrupt it kind of fits with my nihilistic view of the universe <laughs> so but do you need to have that reinforced like that no i don't but it's, it's i find it quite watchable really yeah but maybe and i'm now thinking oh i just realized how racist it was maybe i'm a racist sort of <laughs> sort of, sort of monologue going on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was adapted from a different series wasn't it, it was adapted from uh a an Israeli yeah, um, series, right, yeah. so and I think it's just those tones come through far too strongly for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, early on I struggled with the, the the children characters, but they, I mean, now that's way long gone. I mean, it's completely different territory. It's ridiculous the territory now, but I don't think it's. It, I think it's it's very un pro American. It's very sort of like the Americans are okay. twats and they deserve to die really is okay. the evil that they do I all can, the, I'm, i can jump on board that train. all the airstrikes and all the evil that they've done during the series it does not show america in a good light at all okay good it's, yeah so you'll be pleased to hear that aspect of it but of course yes, i've also yeah. been yeah. got addicted recently sorry to watching um yeah really long um youtube clips of trump supporters i, I actually can't stop now <laughs> i'm just so much fun it's just so enjoyable listening to them just spout such shit and obviously whoever's interviewing them has always like got so much fodder to take the piss out of them but they're just completely blissfully unaware of their own stupidity yeah, and yeah it's it's just such a joy to watch well in yeah. a similar vein i've been really enjoying watching british people on beaches complaining about other people oh, yes! Well, they're being interviewed on a beach. <laughs> it's like, I'm really angry. It's like, well, you're, you're doing the thing you're angry about. Oh, my God. But this is my family. <laughs> and it's fine. Exactly. And that, that one from Essex, where she's one, she was like, well, we're a family. We're in and out of each other's houses all the time. And that's fine. <laughs> no, it's not. You're going between different houses. That is not okay. It's actually against all the rules. Oh. 
But then who would know with your rules? I'm, well, I that's, love the well, that's of your fucking rules. true, and that's like, absolutely you, deliberate. You can have your nanny over. <laughs> you can have your nanny over, but you can't have your mum over. Well, the, thing <laughs> is, so the rules are so upper class because they're dreamt up by the Tories who have never known anything. They're just like, yes, you can have a cleaner in and you can have a nanny. Yeah, and <laughs> and you can kiss your beds before your kids before bedtime. You won't have seen them during the day, of course, because they'll be with nanny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> completely like insane lack of awareness of what the world is like. It's terrifying. Oh, have you seen that guy? Actually, did you share that guy? That um, that Dutch um, historian dude, Rutger, blacky face. No, I didn't. Oh, was that it's really good? Was that Anna? Um, Oh, I don't know. It might have been neither of you. Um, you should have a look. Um, he is the one who researched the real Lord of the Flies thing. Do you remember there's actually a real instance where boys were um, left on a, an island? Oh, yeah. Um, and they actually are going to make a film out of it. And basically his, his big thing is that human nature fundamentally is actually quite good. Um, mm. And he's basically saying... Yeah, Anna shared it. I haven't watched it yet. ...are the corrupt ones. Oh, it is that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the elite look at themselves in the mirror and think, well, I'm completely corrupt, so everyone in the world will also be corrupt and everyone will be out for themselves, but it's just fundamentally not true. Yeah. Um, That's and, nice. Uh, yeah, human That's a nice so, contrast to my yeah. nihilism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just... Yeah, no, give yourself a bit of that. It does yeah. help. I'll tell you, the other thing that hasn't helped with my nihilism recently is I, Claudius, because I've been watching that for the TV drama podcast. Um, yes. Just because... It's so depressing, ultimately, in the sense that the same things keep happening again and again. You eventually think when Claudius gets into power that he's going to be able to change everything and he still falls foul of corruption and people being evil and small-minded. It's just like, it's just endless, endless sort of like, just horror. <laughs> just sort of like... Yeah. And then, because of the Caligula stuff, like Caligula in that series is literally Trump. He literally is. And, you know... Claudius is writing saying, you will not believe what happens next. You will not believe what kind, good, sensible men let happen in this country. And it's like he's writing yeah. about Trump's America. It's incredible. And, yes. And <laughs> Have you rewatched the whole of yeah. I, Claudius yeah, yeah. for this? Yeah, I watched it all. Oh, well, yeah, with John for the first time. Who, um, oh, wow. Some people might question that, given he's only just 12. But he's really enjoyed it. We just didn't let him see when Gamelis's head gets chopped off. Or the killing of the baby. Yes. Yeah. Not that bit. Yeah. Not. Let's not show you that bit. (coughs) Yes. Wow. Yeah. I think that did really stick with me. Actually, I think I did struggle because I watched. I was quite young. Yeah. When we had those gold double box sets, which we watched all the time, didn't we? It was so good. I was so grateful for you opening my mind to it because I think it is probably something at the time I would have been like mm, yeah no I'm alright thank you <laughs> yeah. and you did really like you were like no you will be watching this and you will enjoy it <laughs> I think you probably were about 11 or 12 only as well yeah yeah, yeah. quite likely yeah and you wouldn't have had those bits yeah. edited out for you no <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been furious if you tried to stop me watching part of it though I'd like but it is definitely horrible. would have wanted it yeah Oh, but I must also mention this has been a long bit on TV and stuff. But I've also been listening to a podcast called I Podius, I Podius, which is um, oh, two yes. American guys who are called John Hodgman and Elliot Kalen. And I can say their names like that because I know them so well now because I've been listening to them. They do an episode of I Claudius every every episode. 
and oh, okay. they love it. And it's all about the American experience of I Claudius back in the day. And yeah, they've also interviewed Patrick Stewart and Patricia Quinn on there. And oh, wow. yeah, and it's just been a lovely review, and they're so funny. And he does an ace Augustus impression, Brian Blessed impression, and oh, it's just fantastic, so funny. But I really recommend that cool. podcast. Yes. Okay. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I now have for your delectation, for your delight, I sound like Jago, um, a quiz! What? A quiz? Yes. That never happens. I'm so excited. And I, I think I'm, can you make it what I can do? Yeah, Thanks. I'm a little too proud of the title. It, okay. It's called Per Twee or Per Twaddle. <laughs> so they're your answers. I don't know what I'm supposed to yeah. say. But... <laughs> your answer's got to be per twee or per twaddle. So it's the old okay. which story didn't get made genre. So we're on to the okay. third doctor so now. Per twee is a yes. Yeah. And per tw- okay, I've really got to work this one. <laughs> per twaddle is twaddle. Is twaddle. <laughs> so I've got ten stories. Were they planned? Yes. Right. Sto- story one. The circles of power. A faulty communication satellite causes the release of robotic sensor spheres which induce amnesia in their victims, starting World War II. Ooh. Is that, is that per twee or per twaddle? <laughs> oh. oh, I botch it. They love a sense sphere. <laughs> um... Twaddle. No, it's per twee. <laughs> no! Yeah, I'm so to... happy with it Because well. it sounds really likely, oh, doesn't it? It does, too likely. I, I know, exactly. Okay, number two. The host. A prominent politician is replaced by a robotic parasite created by a megalomaniac scientist who is intent on changing the course of history. Per twaddle. Correct. You yeah, know. too much like spin. <laughs> and I was, I was a bit struggling. I think I wrote that one last, even though it's the second one. I think you can see the struggle I was having. Um, number three. Return of the Master. The Master returns with a plan to destroy the Earth by redirecting a meteorite storm. That can't have been one. That's rubbish. That really is rubbish. And also, Return of the Master. Could that ever have been the title of the story? That's so bad. Um, but then, I just don't think you would have ever come up with anything that bad. Oh, this is a struggle. Oh, I don't have to say per twaddle because it's rubbish. <laughs> yes, it is per twaddle. <laughs> sometimes in Doctor Who production history, you get titles like this and you think, well, that's not, that's not a story. <laughs> You yeah. are correct. No, that's yeah. good. You've got two so far. Number four. The Daleks in London. The Daleks invade London again, but this time in the modern day. <gasps> I'll just leave it there. What happened to <laughs> no, I know! Who runs after them? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I want to see it made. Let's just think it would have been. So it's per twee. Yes. It is. Between. Yes. Yes! You're on three. Doing well. Number five. The Time Travellers. 
<coughs> excuse me. The Doctor and Joe jump a time track and meet another Doctor and Joe who are very different to them but seem to be known and trusted by their unit friends. But they are up to no good. Oh. Oh. Again, I'm hooked. Um. Uh. Uh. twaddle. Yes, it's twaddle. I made it up. <laughs> you did very well. Next one. Thank you. Number six. Soldiers of Time. In the far future, a human colony is threatened by a hostile alien force intent on harvesting humans, absorbing their life force to prolong their own lives. Again, it's a bit, it's a bit talons, because it is a colony. It's so possible, because it is just a mixture of every kind of standard sci-fi trope. Petwee. No, it's Petwaddle, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first one I got you on. You smell of poo. <laughs> no, you got me twice. No, but I didn't. The first one was a true one. You didn't get it, so I didn't kind of get you with it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, got it. Number seven, the shape of terror. <laughs> a shape-shifting alien attacks a space station visited by the Doctor and attempts to merge with him. Definitely Pertwee. That shit happened. Yeah, you're right. How did you know? Yes! No idea. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. I think the shape of terror, like we've had everything else of terror. <laughs> the shape of terror just was had to happen next. Mission to Meta. The Doctor and Joe are sent by the Time Lords to prevent the death of the first president of a new galactic council. Yeah, I'd go for it. I like it when the time will send you Oh, twaddle. Oh, you smell. You would have loved to have seen it made too, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Ovs. Right, number nine. The Brain Dead. An ice warrior pl plans to invade Earth using a freezing beam which turns humans into zombie like slaves. Yeah, every time. All day long. <laughs> yeah. Correct. How did you know that? That sounds so shit. <laughs> did you like my Bradley Walsh impression? I thought I did very well. All day long. <laughs> very good. I didn't know who it was. You had to tell me who it was, but then I knew. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Rude. Right. Yes. The last good. one. The final game. A final story for the third Doctor in which the Master is revealed to be his brother. The Master sacrifices himself to save the Doctor's life. <gasps> oh my God, that would have changed the course of history. That would have been amazing. Yes, I love a, a history-changing bit of joy. Her Correct. That was the plan before Roger. Yes! yes. Before Roger Delgado died, that was the plan. Yes. I got seven out of ten. I'm amazing. You are pretty good. I'm pleased I got you with one. Yes. Anyway. Is that all you got? <laughs> yeah. One? 
Because you, the other wow. two were real ones that you didn't believe. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Something like that. Goodness. Oh, no, did I get you with Mission to Meta? Yes. Did I get you with Mission to Meta? Maybe I did. Mm. Was that not real? No. I think I said that was real. Oh, okay, so I got yeah, you with two. Soldiers yeah. of Time and Mission to Meta coming to Big Finish soon. That <laughs> <laughs> would do very well. Yes. But hark, I hear a flapping... <laughs> A flapping of wings. The tone you use when you say hark is such fury. It's the fucking crow. Come the fuck down here. I'm unfurling, I'm unfurling the scroll. Oh, it's quite a long piece of text here. Wowza. It looks a bit like okay. a poem. You don't like poems, do you? Wait, so I'll just read it all out. Really? I poems <laughs> I'm just trying to make you hate the Kaliak as much as I do. (laughs) If you lived in Pigeon Street, here are the people you could meet. Here are the people who would say hello, goodbye, hello, goodbye every day. If you lived in Pigeon Street, here are the people you could meet. Here are the people who would share the sights, the sounds, the air. Where? Pigeons beat their wings, wings beat. Pigeons beat their wings, wings beat to meet in Pigeon Street. Of the poems I've heard, that's probably one of the better ones. <laughs> I do. I'm quite happy with that one. I'm, I'm conjuring up visions of long distance Clara, so I'm feeling quite happy. Good. Oh, that, that was lovely. Thanks for that, Kelly. Yeah, well done. So you shared a bit of nostalgia with us. It's good. Yeah. Liked it. Thanks. Yeah, although she probably thinks it's the lyrics to a TV series that's coming on in the next few days. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd all be grateful. Oh, I must say, I've about something that... Oh, she's gone. Or she's going while I talk. Bye! I'm <laughs> <laughs> a perfunctory departure. Because I'm so bored of it. Um, there's a new Doctor Who figure. You know how they have these Doctor Who figures in B&M home stores over here, which is this really cheap shop that has nothing of value other than it releases exclusive Doctor Who figures regularly, which is just bizarre. Like... Wow. There was a Harry from Sontaran Experiment recently, and he's like, "Well, how did this happen in 2020?" You know, it's just very weird. But the... okay, so just give me an equivalent. What what B and M stores? What it's kind of like an old style Woolworths, but it's like a superstore. Okay. Yeah, and they okay. have this range of Doctor Who stuff, classic Doctor Who figures, and I just don't understand it. But like, mm. Rachel went in there and spent a hundred quids worth for me the other day about a year ago, and I got all these. Wow. Because they just have these exclusive figures, but the latest set is just amazing. It's three female companions. It's Sarah Jane in her Revenge of the Cybermen combats. I, oh my god! I know. Revenge's got fetlocks like a car. Yes. Oh my god, that's brilliant! It's Romana One in her pink satiny shirt and white trousers and little white kitten heel mm-hmm. boots from Pirate Planet. And oh yes, and less good is um, Romana Two from Destiny of the Daleks because I, I kind of like it, but I'm a bit bored of that costume. But there's those three in one set. Oh, you are now. That's really good. Isn't that amazing? I yeah, that's really. <coughs> and it'll be like good. twenty quid or something. I'm going like my god. Amazing. And uh, can, are you actually allowed to go? No, to like that? that's the, <laughs> the problem. It's like no, you can't do that. It's not an essential, is it? I mean, you know, it's not even a food stuff. But, uh, but, but our shops actually <laughs> try to eat Lala Ward's arm and say, I need it. I need it to eat it. Um, <laughs> um, 
so but the shops are actually open so you can do that you just oughtn't yes exactly what? i mean lots of thick shits will oh. go in and be buying them <laughs> well, i don't think they'd be going into b&m home stores to buy doctor but who tickets but surely certain shops should be shut like in non-essential ones I'm maybe they're not open yet food. maybe it's not open yet i don't know but anyway can you buy them online well no but you could have, you'd have to get them on eBay, but then evil shits buy them and then put them on eBay at exalted prices. Anyway, I just wanted to share the glory of that set. Isn't that amazing? It's very lovely. Yes. Yeah, it's really good. good. Okay, with, with all that preamble, it must be time for us to read de jeu. <laughs> Please, God, let them just get on and do it, for goodness sake. <laughs> so, it is time for Carnival of Monsters. It wasn't the real outside, was it? No. I thought it was at first, though. But that hand, that came from the real outside, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Giants were trying to help us. Yes. Right, Jingo, I've got it. I know what this is. What? We're in a miniscope. A miniscope? Yes, you, you know, Joe, it's like, um... It's like one of those things, those, those glass cases that people keep colonies of ants in. Well, yes, but I don't see... Oh, wait a minute. Do you mean that, that Major Daly and, and all those people on the ship are in a, in a sort of a peep show? That's right, Joe. And you and I are inside its works. Yes! Okay, so where, where does this take you, Al? What do you feel? When, when was the first time you encountered it? Um, I don't know. Um, really have, I know that I've seen it. I, this, this time of watching it was absolutely definitely only the second time I've seen it. Wow. Which is really, really weird for me. I know. It was one that I definitely didn't like the first time. Oh. And so I've just, I just thought, yeah, no, wipe that one off the list and have never revisited it. So to me, I, I was actually quite excited to, to go back to it because it just, it had no part in my Doctor Who history. It was just like, yeah, seen it. It was one of those ones where enough was coming out at the time that you could afford to dislike. Like when early on, yeah. you just like you had to find a reason to like all of them. Yeah, but you're right. It, there was enough that I'd seen where I was just like, yeah, okay, I, I, I'm all right with not getting on with this one. I'll just leave it where it is. <laughs> I'll leave it where it is. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I first saw it in 1981 because it was part of the Five Faces of Doctor Who series. Um, oh. And so I would have seen it in black and white on a big TV. But um, I remember thinking, oh, this is pretty good. I like this. And I think it's my... Really? Yes, it's my clue that... I mean, I was nine, so it was obviously... It had a lower threshold to impre impress me. <laughs> And also because it was 1981, effects were pretty shit. So, you know, I was probably like, oh, man, this is amazing and so exciting. But um, yeah. I've, what's really weird is that I just remember as strongly is walking with Dad on a walk in Northumberland and just talking really animatedly about Carnival of Monsters to him and him, like, obviously completely ignoring me. But I just remember the, the animation of how excited I'd, that I'd seen it five years previously and how excited I was about that. So um, obviously it made an impact oh. on me. Yeah. But did he respond in any way, or did he just let you go? I think he just let me talk, you know, which in a way was good, I suppose. Still a kindness. Yeah, exactly for him. Yeah. yeah. But um, 
Yeah, but it didn't come out on video till about ninety five. Mm-hmm. But I think we had it on on a UK gold recording by then. I'm sure. But yeah, um, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, but I don't. I, there's no cover I remember of the video or anything. No, like I have just looked at the cover, and in yeah. a book, and I don't recognise it. <laughs> so oh. I must have had it, but I don't recognise it. Wow. So. so yeah, it wasn't one of our well poured, well loved ones from that we just used to obsess about. It really was one that slipped through the cracks for me. Yeah, it's interesting. And yet it's one of the most popular Pertwee stories. They had that big Pertwee poll thing on Twitter. And yes. it was second, I think, or third out of all of them. And I, and I, I do struggle. But then I guess it's, it's probably because it didn't have that place of love when I was a kid. Because you can struggle with all of them at some level, I think. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's how forgiving you want to be. Um, but yeah, I, I think because there was no childhood love for it, now... Um, yeah, I just am less forgiving than I would be on some other ones. But it actually was quite good. I, I, I realised I was just being a bit of an angry bitch. It was quite nice. <laughs> now, you like a synopsis these days, don't you? So shall I go for one of those? Oh, I do. Oh, give me a synopsis. That would be amazing. What happened? Just to remind me. It's not that long a synopsis. It's not going to give you any clues. <laughs> on the planet Interminer, the third Doctor and Joe find themselves trapped inside a miniscope a device used by showman Vorg to shrink life forms and put them on display for entertainment. In the miniscope, they find themselves on a ship in the Indian Ocean, Indian Ocean in 1926 and on a barren planet where they meet the fearsome Drashigs. Can the Doctor and Joe escape before they are eaten by said Drashigs or before the damaged miniscope is destroyed? See. Well, there you go. I'm on the edge of my seat. Only. That's exciting. That's good. Okay, well... The first thing I want to say is what's in your silver prezi? I really, <laughs> I really enjoyed a little, a little conveyor belt of silver presents. They look really inviting. They were, <laughs> I just love they were so. Oh, we're in space. They're all going to be silver, <laughs> and they're going to be wrapped like a present. Well, it was so lovely. Do you know when we did that space murder mystery called Escape from Gethsemane? Do you remember that? When we covered the whole house in Vegas. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Oh. <laughs> And um, basically, we had a box which was a control box in on the flight deck, which was just literally one of those silver boxes. <laughs> so we just did exactly the same Amazing. thing. But well, yeah, I guess that's what you do when you're like a student living in a dodgy flat. But you certainly don't do that when you're the BBC. Well, exactly. It was kind of <laughs> fake sci-fi shit. But honestly, no, it looked so cheap. Okay, do you have any pictures of that? Because I feel like they need to be posted. Oh, what, of us doing the space murder mystery? Oh, I'll have to see. Yes. Yeah, but the problem is, you you look really good and I look awful. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's why we'll post them. Because <laughs> I've got bin bag trousers on and I don't know what I've done to my hair. But you've got this sort of like really <laughs> deep red hair, deep red hair and you've got little plaits and this sort of like lacy Ooh. cape and stuff. Yeah. I sound amazing. Yes, let's get those pictures. No, I can't. I can't. But yeah, I I've looked for them. I've looked okay. for them and I can't find them. Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. that was really quick. Um, I did like the idea of an interplanetary arrivals lounge. I did like the whole kind of <laughs> the silliness of them kind of being part of the, the luggage and stuff. I thought that was quite cute. Them kind of. You just imagine like the, the, the conveyor belt people at the other end, like the, the kind of. Like the low wage workers throwing on 
suitcases at the other end and they also threw on Schoener and, and Borg. I just, I really quite like that that's how they arrived. It's mm. quite cool. I was a bit confused by the functionaries. Um, and their masks were awful. They didn't fit properly, did they? The, the, the creatures, things, the, the lower... I quite like them. Did you? Did you understand what was going on when one of them was climbing up to a higher level and then he stood up there and then he made a little speech and then he got shot? Did you understand what was going on? Well, it just felt like they were setting the scene of there's two levels of people and there's political unrest. Okay. That was kind of the point that they were trying to make. Okay. So I think it just, it gave a function to... Functionaries! All of that <gasps> kind of... Uh, to the, yeah, all the kind of, well, the... The back and forth with those, the intelligent ones, if that's what you could call them. Um, yeah, and then the struggles for power. Like it just, it was like a really kind of useful shorthand to, to explain that there was that kind of thing going on on the planet, I thought. Yeah. No? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I don't know whether I felt it was developed enough. But, um. No, they definitely yeah. could have developed it more. It was just like, we're not going to actually get into their gripes or their issues. We're just going to say there's stuff going on and there's a power struggle. Done. Yeah. And it was a very like, literal thing of, they actually said he dared to ascend to a higher level. And that was just like, not... Yes, I quite like that. Yes, because it wasn't just about ascending, like, in terms of function. It was actually physically going higher <laughs> with what he did. Yeah. Yeah. I th that's why I thought they, they just thought, oh, we're not actually ever going to go into, like, the real ins and outs of this. So let's just show, like, with our words and with his actions, exactly what they're yeah. trying to explain here. I that just is thought, clever, yeah. yeah. All right, you've, you've turned me around on that. Well done. <clears throat> yeah. But, um, yeah, I think I wrote upper and lower classes, like, just because it was so clearly yeah. visual. But, yeah. I thought they looked like clay people as well. Do you remember the clay people in Flash Gordon? The ones that sort of came out of the rock no. and they just had faces like that. What happened? I don't know. She saw something that frightened her. There, what was that? What'd you see? I don't know. Something, something unreal. Unreal? Well, what do you mean? The clay in that wall, it, it seemed to come to life. It, it turned into a man and then it ran back into the shadows. Oh, don't be silly. Not flash! Come on, Flash, let's get out of here. Happy to get the gun? No. Good. No, I don't remember them. I feel like I should. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. I, I enjoyed how um, how much the um, what do we call the other people that aren't the functionaries? What are they called? I suppose they're interminorians. I don't know, but they I call them. Okay. I call them the civil service because so, <laughs> they look like civil service. Okay. I, yeah, they were definitely. I liked how they reminded me of mum and her horrific right-wing views at the moment i just love that they were just like straight away like fucking aliens bastards get rid of them like we don't want those people here it was just it was just so quick they were just like that foreigners that is dangerous yeah, we don't want totally. that let's just get rid of them mm -hmm. it was yeah and it was it was such a it was done really englishly as well like they did that how i know obviously it, it is always english but they had that really overly affected wah 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 kind of a voice. So it's like, oh yes, get rid of those. They're not our kind of people. It was just, yeah, it is. It's the way, yeah, it's the way. Posh English people do like to think it's okay to be racist. It was quite lovely. Yes, there's there's quite a lot about 
Yes, that sort of xenophobia, wasn't there? And there was a lot of racism yes. later on, which we'll come to, I'm sure. Um, yes, love to do that. I kind of like the fact that that Vorg and Schoen are set up effectively in in the arrivals lounge. You know, they just set up their scale. Yes, they just don't move. They didn't go far. They're like, all right, here we are. <laughs> I like that. I did, yeah. I actually didn't... I remember, I think, the reason I didn't like it back in the past was because they were... They were everything that I used to try and defend people's thoughts about Doctor Who against. And I know there wasn't all the right words there, but when people think about Doctor Who, they always thought about the whole wobbly set and, oh, it's just so silly and everyone wears silver and all that kind of thing. And, and I think when I first saw Vaughan Schoener, they were so over the top, so silly, and she does that little dance and all the rest of it. I was just like, for fuck's sake, you've just taken the piss out of my show here. Yeah. And I just, I think it wound me up then. But... Now, now I can let go of that stress and think I don't need to prove this to anyone. It actually was quite fun. Like, I did quite enjoy her mad outfit. I quite liked his kind of showman kind of persona. And, yeah, it was... It, it had a joy to it. The the whole roll-up, roll-up. Like, I mean, that, that just seems like... It's unlikely that that phrase would have travelled that well over the years. But it's just... It just was part of a whole system of demonstrating that they were just circus showmen and it was yeah it was again it was quite appealing just watching it without concern mm. from your data discs it appears that you travel from planet to planet performing some kind of ritual with uh, this machine for what purpose we are entertainers entertainers explain the term we put on a show you understand no I still struggle with her doing the tap dance and him then doing the other thing as well. He does a sort of little thing as well. I, I really still struggle with it. My heart, my heart sort of sinks yeah. a little every time I see that. Yes, I'm afraid so. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and I get it. I do get it. But I think, yeah, you've just got to completely embrace it to cope with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I think what I've written here is I love that Shona is cleverer than she's allowed to dress as. Oh, yeah. Like, she's dressed up, like, as someone thick who only is there for her looks. But actually, the whole time, they demonstrate through the dialogue that she gets it way more than Borg does, which was quite a nice little role reversal. Yeah. I did like that that was a thing. And I love that she was called Schoener for beauty. I hadn't considered that before. So every time that I've written her name, I've written it as in Schoener, the German Word, and I hadn't realised until very later on that she was it was actually spelt madly, but I'm sure it was for the beauty. Right. Is that what it means? Beauty does it in German. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh, I see. Um, what's weird about that name as well is Cheryl Hall, for it is her, um, appeared in lots of TV at the time, obviously, but in three different series she was called Shirley. So. <laughs> So her main thing she's best known for is Citizen Smith, and she was called Shirley in that. But she was also called Shirley oh, okay. in a series called Rooms and another one called Villains. So she's regularly called Shirley, which is just really weird, I think. But anyway. Yeah, that's cool. <coughs> Yes, I do remember Citizen Smith. Mm. It's a bit rubbish. Well, she was married to Robert Lindsay, so I think that's oh, okay. a bit odd. Um, what about Leslie Dwyer? Do you get on with Leslie Dwyer as... Vogue. Um, 
Y'all with? Uh, I, I, I think I've talked about this somewhere. Yeah, just the fact that he is a middle-aged white man, therefore he is in charge. Yeah. Pisses me off. Yeah. Um, and he was obviously quite thick. I mean, she's chasing him around, like looking after him, kind of thing. Yeah, he is completely stupid and cannot be trusted. Mm. Um, but he does have a little friendly way about him, where you're just thinking, oh, he's not that bad. He's quite yeah. a nice chap, really. Like he isn't. He isn't bad. He's he's a lovable little fool. But yeah, I guess it's just always annoying for me when lovable fools get more respect than quite intelligent. People. Yeah. I mean, he's he's kind of like a seedy. I mean, he's less seedy than Mr. Partridge in Heidi High. Um, you remember him in Heidi High? Um, he's the Punch and Judy man, and he hated children, so he's always being angry at children. Heidi High, which is quite funny. <laughs> but he was kind of like Vorg, but just older and dirtier. Now, um, come along, Mr. Partridge, I'm just about to start. This is a bit of a liberty, you know, Mr. Fairbrother. Saturday's the only break I get away from those perishing juvenile delinquents. Yes, yes, I know, but it's not my doing. Now, please, please, sit down. Move. <laughs> but, yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, you'd expect me to be more annoyed by him, but, yeah. like, he just, he was such a product of the time, it was just like, oh, that's what you do then. You just, yeah, you've got to have a man in charge, because a woman would clearly fuck it up, so, yeah. Thing. But I'd like to move on. I actually, it. I think I actually can get there. Um, I think you know, I've talked about her outfit already, but I think we need a bit of dress for success because there's a lot, there's a lot okay. happening, a lot going on. Dress for success. I'm gonna get Chrissy's excited, she's dancing now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we've got we've got it all. We've got balls all over Shona's dress. <laughs> we've got his mad outfit. We've got Joe in the most magical denim pedal pushes and chambray shirt that you could ever imagine. Oh, what's a chambray he, shirt? He what's that. a chambray shirt? Chambray um, is like denim, but not denim. Oh, okay. Like she's almost rocking double denim. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a thinner fabric. It's lovely. Anyway... The doctor's wearing welly boots. Gorgeous. <laughs> then we've got that 20s flapper dress with the art deco hair clip. Amazing. There's just there's just brilliant outfits everywhere. We've got Harry doing his stuff in his sailor's outfit. Oh, it was yeah, there was there was delights for us all wherever you looked. <laughs> Did you not think? Yeah, I think it was quite visually interesting, the different costumes. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> The tabards that the functionaries wore reminded me of the robots in Robots of Death. They were very Robots of Deathy, the sort of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you brought a tabard to the, uh, <laughs> to the table. To the I like to bring a tabard to the <laughs> <Yeah>. table. <laughs> I remember distinctly when I was a kid, when I first watched it, that I felt quite queasy about Vorg's coat with all the circles on it because they're like buttons it's like a massive it's a sup separation of buttons and you know i can't do buttons <laughs> so it was really like that's just actually how did you cope with the button club in mrs Maisel? were you struggling <laughs> what was that i don't think i remember that that was the name of um thingy bob's club is called the button club no. that was it okay now i can't cope with buttons at all and that was just horrible i'm just looking at a picture of all the but all this horrible rings oh no 
I really struggle. <laughs> I also have, I, I, thought, I really thought the doctor. Go on. Sorry. I just the doctor's funny boots. I just could go on about them for a while. They just made him look so cute. You just like as soon as anyone puts welly boots on, you just instantly expect them to jump in puddles. <laughs> he was really just adorable. He was wearing welly boots and just didn't act like that was weird. It's like, well, I reckon there might be a bug coming up soon, so I'll just pop my welly boots on. Just to be just certain. Just really to be fun. certain. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I remember. No, I don't remember. This is. I watched this yesterday. <laughs> I felt that. That those tights really made Cheryl Hall's thighs look bigger than they actually are. I think, you know, she looked quite chunking, but she wasn't really at all. But, um... <laughs> I I don't know where this is coming from, but I've written here, Sherna is similar in elegance to Joe, both hefty asses. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think they, have, they both have a stonking quality about them. I think they just, they really own the their presence like they don't try and ever look demure they just kind of huff about quite a lot it's quite uh, it's quite appealing for me that they're not ever trying to look kind of sexy or sweet they always just kind of just look big heavy and well i'm just sat here so leave me alone kind of thing I, I really kind of enjoyed the chunkingness of her platform boot as well when the doctor comes out with the miniscope and you see that giant green platform boot and that's the that's your thing for scale isn't it oh yes yes <laughs> Oh, yes, no, that is actually very appealing. I do like that. Scale, there was a lot of issues. Oh, this is my worst problem with the whole story. It actually takes me out of it. And I, I don't care about effects. Yes. But this really did. No. It was a problem, wasn't it? Well, yeah, you just like, if you can stick a hand in like that, like, it just, you must be a, like, there's two rooms in that bloody miniscope, if, if that kind of thing. It's madness the way I they know. have doesn't work and like all. the doctor coming out and yeah. he's like he's already quite tall i'm like well he could run from side to side inside the miniscope in in less than a minute then so that doesn't <laughs> yeah. make sense <laughs> yeah you've kind of this suspend your belief about disbelief around that one haven't you but it's and the, the yes. drashics it's a shame the drashics when i know the drashics in themselves are good design i think apart from all the eyes on top but um, but I think... I love how you say that so confidently. I know they're good design. I think they are. Aren't they? <laughs> or are they not? I, I guess so. I don't know. I believe you now because you said it just the way you oh, did. <laughs> okay, good. I'm with you. <laughs> but um, certainly better than the dinosaur design, which is the um, Scarrison Mark One, as I call it. <laughs> yeah, it's not the first time you see the Scarrison, but it's the same one. Do you think it's it? the same one? I don't know. Oh, it must be. Yeah. It's identical. That's what I thought. But I don't know. I should I yeah. feel like I should know. Alright, this is my this is a big confusion for me. So what I don't understand is what was the dinosaur doing? Why was it there? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh god, I'm glad it's not just me. <laughs> I'm like it's the first time ever that, that has struck me. It's like but yeah. why is there a dinosaur in the Indian Ocean? Just like goldfish in a bowl, aren't they? They're round and round forever. Isn't there anything we can do for them? No. Not while we're inside this thing. We've got to get out of here. Come on. What a head, eh? 
By God, I'd love to have that on the club wall. What? <laughs> and, and actually, why are they? What What is the time loop thing for? For them specifically? It's just to keep them. It's just because they've only captured a moment in time. They've captured a, a section of time, haven't they? So that's why they're in a time loop. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. why the same thing keeps happening. But th therefore, the dinosaur has to be from Earth, from the Indian Ancient Ocean, Ocean, because yeah. it's part of the time loop. But yeah. that, what? Why is there a dinosaur in the Indian Ocean? I really do, well, I don't it's, understand. It's supposed to be, isn't it a plesiosaurus? Is, is that what they yes, say? Yes, they do. Yeah. Well. Well, <laughs> I'm waiting for this. This will be good. <laughs> well, that kind of thing happens, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, yeah. the plesiosaurus yeah. is in the Indian Ocean scenario, yes. And also, the other thing, I know I'm really leaping about here, sorry. Um, no, do that. Is that when they all get back at the end and it's all nice and he finishes his book and she's like, well, it feels like it's been a very long voyage and all that stuff. It's like, okay, but you've just spoilt the whole story of the mystery of the SS Bernice because you're back. They go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that hadn't occurred to me either, ever. Yes. So it was like yeah, no, that. the SS Bernice thing doesn't work now and no, the dinosaur. And if you're going to have a dinosaur, why choose something that's so drashiggy? Why don't you just have a drashig? Yes. I must admit, I was confused because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's the drashig. But then you see another one, oh, that's the drashig. Yes, it was very drashiggy. Yeah. Unnecessarily so. Yeah. yeah so I it's agree. like, I feel like story-wise, was it originally that a drashig was going to come out? And and attack them, but yeah, it makes more sense. But then it's part of the time loop, so it's yeah. definitely from the Indian Ocean. So we come back to that same problem. <laughs> I think it's a big problem, and I don't understand why no one has yeah. ever said it to me before. <laughs> Are there? Have you? Did you have a look to see if there was like any? No, I didn't. But that, just the fact that I've never had, okay. no one's ever said it, or I've ever read anything that's questions that i think it is really strange yeah anyway <laughs> um yeah so i guess i got to the point like as soon as you kind of seen them go around once and do like mm -hmm. that section of time mm -hmm. as soon as you got to the like they started redoing the whole thing you're like well i really don't care anymore like i just don't want to see yeah. you like if you're just going to go through those same fucking lines there's no part of you that's like, oh, I'll just stay and watch this a bit longer. You just, you're already like, okay, let's move the plot on. And I felt like I was doing, I was there a while. Yeah. Like I felt like the pain of the repetition too much. Yes. They just, they should have just, just given a little hint of it and then let's, let's bugger off, yeah. please. Um, yeah. Although I like a time loop, but I think I prefer, I think I prefer it in Megalos when they're doing the chronic hysteresis and they're kind of like, and they break out of it and all that stuff. I quite like that, but this is like, oh, it's a bit tedious. Yes. Oh, but I've got a line here, which I can't even remember writing down, but I, I really like it. The doctor says, don't you want to know what's going on? And Joe says, not much, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I've written, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Let's just go. It's just, yeah, like I was, I was with her at that point. It was, yeah, it was just like, no, not really, <laughs> not really piqued my interest. <laughs> <laughs> um, one line that really shocked me was Joe saying, 
oh, we've slipped back something like 40 years. And I'm like, what? This is 1926. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's 40. It's only 46 years before it was being filmed. 1926. Wow. And now it's wow. almost 100. It just made me realise how old it was. I was like, what the fuck? Do you know? I know. I know. But honestly, that was kind of like, I know. That really, really shocked me. There was always also some terrible racism, which we, oh, really bad. The use of Johnny Chinaman. And then we also, we had the stuff about the madrasis being idle. And and when they showed Sing- yes. when they showed Singapore on a crate, and Dudley Simpson decided that the best musical way of showing this would be to a cymbal noise. <laughs> it's like this. It's like, it's like no, no, please don't. But yes, yes. So I now I, I moved quite quickly. Gosh. I moved to a a, um, a bog somewhere in North. Oh, you have moved well, quick. Actually, where are we? <laughs> I am off and I'm She's off! Come back! Come back, Ollie! (laughs) It's dangerous out there! What? (laughs) Where is the drashings bit filmed? I don't know where it was filmed. I'm looking it up. Keep talking, keep talking. Do you not know that stuff? No. Okay. Well, I can can keep waxing lyrical about drashings. Wax away. The thing that really... Waxing, waxing busy. Um, how can the drashig be the most evil, most frightening thing in the galaxy or whatever when it says they have no intelligence centre? So, like, if there's no kind of vicious, like, if there's nothing in them that's kind of being deliberately cruel or evil because they actually have no intelligence, they can't be that evil. Yeah, I can imagine they kind of completely react to their surroundings yeah. and they do some really bad shit. Yeah. But evil... Seems a step too far. I think, like, instinctive, yeah, really not nice to be around. Got you. But evil just seems like the absolute wrong word to describe them. I think you're right. Good work. Why, thank you. Good. I'm still struggling to find out where also, it was. There's some marshes somewhere. <laughs> there you go. Some marshes somewhere. Oh, then. there. Those yeah. marshes, yeah, you know, the good. ones that are somewhere. Yeah, the marshes. Yeah. And I've just written in here for no reason, yay for Gruntley, and I don't know why. I feel like I was reminded of an Ogron at There was an Ogron, and they just said oh. the phrase, they're of limited intelligence. So, oh. rude. Oh, is that why? Bastards. Yeah. yeah. But um, I did think... But yeah, to my mind, yeah, that's the thing. If they're, that's, that's the point. Gosh. If they're limited intelligence, how are they any different to an Ogron? Yeah. Yeah. They are exactly the same. Mm. They're limited intelligence and they're just a bit thicker. Well, punch well, it. I, I do think they missed a trick by not having the Cybermen and the Ogrons actually turn up in another section rather than having quite so much SS Bernice. It'd be nice to have a third section yeah. which was either Ogrons or oh, Cybermen. That would have been cool. Yeah, two sections isn't no. enough to demonstrate the breadth of a mini scope. It really was limited. Agreed. Yeah, I'd have been happy with anything. Yeah, but yeah, it needed something more. That could have been really cool, um, I could, because it wouldn't have had to be expensive either. It would just have to be one set, really. But it would have been quite interesting. Yeah, it, you, I think we'd have been grateful as a viewer for anything. Yeah. Just another room, we're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> Please, we've agreed that. Well, we're, sort, we're sorting yes, out well, Carl's yeah. monsters, where they went wrong. 
So you know him because he's the guard, the thumbscrew guard in City of Death. He's the th- oh I've written yeah soldier with thumbscrew yeah. yes got it. He's also yes. um, Packer in the invasion, the one who's to in the invasion yeah, yeah. got it got it. Yeah. He's got lovely the obvious lips, doesn't he? He's got lips that just stick out. Yes, you say so. Yes. yes. <laughs> and who else have I got? My- Michael Wisher is he one yeah. of them? Yeah, Davros. Yeah. Why? Which one was he? One of them. <laughs> but he wasn't the. Really I think he was Carlick. Was he? He was wasn't he? Of... The, he was. Was he not? No, Orum was. The, was he the bad one? I don't know. They were a bit interchangeable for me. Is that terrible? Yeah, I think he was reasonable. Yeah. No, it's it's reasonable. Zarb's position is secure. How can a rebellion succeed? The Drashiks escape from the machine and then into the city. They would cause havoc before finally being destroyed. The Central Bureau would be forced to admit to serious miscalculation. And on whose part, Orum? Who would be blamed? President Saab. Did you also drift off a bit when they were talking, or was that just me? No, I really wanted to get to the Ooh, gosh, well of done. the whole the political intrigue bit. Like, that bit mattered to me. I thought, well, this has got to be Oh, right, plot. good. Well, you can tell me what was going on then, because I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't understand what they were talking... They're talking about towards the end about a transporter. Oh, with the transporter in President Zarb. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I was like, you know that thing where Harry Hill looks at the camera and goes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, was a, I was a bit like that. I'm like, I'm not following this. Oh, I think I should be paying like more attention. I something if there was any conversation about a transporter. But I just, yeah, I guess I just thought it was clear that there was a really progressive leader to Interminer who was trying to get the population to really um, to accept new people and new policies were coming in that people, the old guard didn't like very much and that um, which one was the one who was related to him or was close to him because one of them was more in charge but not Z- yes the Peter Halliday was more in charge yes Petrak so Petrak was kind of was he the one who was more down with it? He's like, yeah, let's do what the boss says. And Carlick and Orem, Orem, Orem were troublemakers. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. so they were just Orem was seeing it as an opportunity to seize power and to completely undermine what. I think it was Carlick actually. Oh, was it? Yeah, because they yeah he wanted to incite the rebellion, so yes. I think that was Michael Wisher. I yeah. see. I can. I can. So it was in a rebellion against his his brother. I don't know whose brother. Someone's, someone's brother, brother who yeah. was President Zarb. Yes. And and the idea was the Drashics would got out so that they would kill people and that then was a really Zarb would be plan, blamed. Yeah, it was like, well, yeah, they're, they're, yes. they're quite indiscriminate by nature, not having that intelligence <laughs> yeah, exactly. at all. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, it was Just never going to work well. Yeah. Get your Drashic show for the lads. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh, so you've said transporter. I've got transmitter. And I've just written, what is a transmitter? Which sounds like a really stupid question, but it must be in the, within the confines of what's going on here. Yeah, was that removed component in that they hid in Rourke's baggage at one point, which isn't, and that was off the eradicator. I don't know, I'm lost. Okay, well, maybe I did drift off too. <clears throat> I've got, I've got I did write... I'm back in episode two now, if you don't mind. Oh, well, I, If you don't mind... <laughs> I like the fact that Joe got to do the opening of that hexagonal plate. I like the fact that oh, she did it. Yeah, I that was cool. That was, and I did uh, all. I think I wrote was 
I love a silver hexagon. But yes, I, I was quite. I know that was nice, wasn't it? That that was like they couldn't, other people couldn't see it. Although I was surprised, I felt that they had scenes in which people looked and said what, and they couldn't see it, but they didn't even bother doing that. Oh. They just said no, I can't see anything. Do you know what I mean? Oh, what well, they really shouted them to look at it. Well, it, and they didn't look at it, and it wasn't there, did they? They didn't show them looking at it and not seeing it. Oh, I thought they did. They just said we can't. Oh, see, this is what <laughs> this is this thing, this this confusing thing. It's like whether you've actually seen something or whether you, you think they should have shown it. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yes. I thought they had done that, but yeah, I, I could easily see yeah. that up in my own head. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it handy? I've written down handy that Joe carries skeleton keys with her. Yeah. Yes. She's the handiest of all. <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. um. Something. Does this sentence mean anything to you? Amusement may be what they're lacking. I think that was my own observations. But what's what's that in relation to? No, it wasn't. That that was um that was a discussion between the civil service people about the fact that the functionaries are are being trouble troublesome because this new research is that it's because they haven't got any amusement. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm glad I asked you. Yes, and it's true. Yeah. That's why we, we're all graffiti when we're bored. It's just what we do. I'm forever under a train bridge graffitiing because I'm just bored. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's just the way you are. <laughs> I did like the um, line about give them a hygiene chamber and they store fossil fuel in it, which was um, clearly a Tory sort of view of, of the working class. I think they said famously at one point, why... Why should the working class have baths? They'd only store coal in them. So that oh, so that was a direct... Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there was a real An class side to this. Yeah. Well, that's a shame yeah. then. If this was supposed to have like a real class kind of message, why were the functionaries supposed to be so stupid then? Like, surely they should have given some intelligence. Yeah, I know, exactly. And that's why I struggle with them being so mute and a bit... Ooh, which I think because that's kind of racist in itself. It's it is, it's, like, I don't know. You imagine it's like all these people in London just kind of being like, oh, we should be a little bit more polite to the people of the North. They are very stupid, but we should be nicer to them anyway. <laughs> like, I just, it feels yeah. like there's that kind of elitism yeah. within those, the, the yeah. kind of the left wing as yeah. well. Yeah. I must say, I found Pertwee's doctor quite arrogant in this more than usual. That's, I know he that's is so anyway. unlikely. <laughs> I know, but it's just like, it's like that line, don't you ever admit you're wrong? No, that's impossible. Oh, sod off. Yeah. Anyone who thinks they're never wrong, I really struggle with. I really do. Oh, and... And even like that point where... Yeah, come on. No, it's just another um, another example of John's ego um, was that bloody fist fight. It was just so... Um, like, Queensby rolls. Queensby rolls. It was yeah, so, so like, look at me. I, I can do everything. I'm clever and I can fight. I'm just everything. Oh, it was such wank. I really didn't like that at all. Still sticking to that stupid story? I'm afraid so, old chap. You'll regret it, sir. I think I ought to warn you I used to box for my school. I think I ought to warn you that I took lessons from John L. Sullivan himself. By Jiminy, the old fella's got some pluck. Queensbury rules? Naturally. No, I didn't. And he shouldn't be so quick to violence either. Yeah. Absolutely. Not good. Yes. Yeah. And there's that bit where Major Daly says to him, 
oh, you're a poor traveller, eh? And the doctor can't even get out of his own ego to respond to that properly. And he says, on the contrary, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, sod off, yeah. doctor. Yeah, it's not You're meant to be important. sort of like, oh. <laughs> yeah. no. Oh. Struggle. Okay, can you Struggle help me with that. this sentence? Walking inside a wristwatch, what do I mean? I think that's what the doctor says about when they're walking in between the different zones in the scope, that they're like walking... <sighs> Inside a wristwatch, I think that's what he said. Uh, okay. I quite liked the that set, although I felt they got their abuse out of it. Honestly, they walked every yeah, angle. Yeah, yeah. I did. Oh, I like that. We go through and round. And looks a little bit like their nerves. Oh, it's a different but... section, but yes, we'll just go around here just to check. <laughs> oh yes, that was. I know. Good. I felt they spent so long on that set that I hadn't recalled how long they did spend there. Yeah. It was like wow. Yeah. That Actually, was a I lot of one set. The drashing bashing through was quite scary. I just quite liked oh, that. Yes, that was good. I didn't expect that either. No. Even though I knew the story, I thought, God, that's good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um I liked yes. I liked Ian Marta when the agrometer was on high. <laughs> I did have fun with that. <laughs> he just I like a high agrometer. I do. Yes. He went really mental, and it was really fun to watch. I really, yeah, I can't say much more about it, but it just, you made him so much more fun than he was beforehand. He was just so kind of docile, really, before, wasn't he? But he just suddenly was like, right, let's shoot them all! It was just really <laughs> I'm going to kill them all! <laughs> yeah. And there's something about drashigs. They're following... Okay, yeah, that confused me. So... They're following the outward trail. Yeah, that was it, wasn't following it? Following our scent, but it goes in the opposite direction. Because they're following our outward trail, but they'd only just got out of the tunnel, so I don't see that. No, don't buy it. And everything to do with the drashics and the way they moved and how they moved and where they got to and how big they were—all of that was wrong for me, and I really struggled. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And there's one point where there was three of the Drashics and it looked like two of them were trying to have a smooch. Oh my god, I've just written like they were trying... Drashics having a Frenchie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was so true. Oh, so I was reading that thinking that didn't happen and then you just said it. I was like, oh, it did happen. Okay, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of like, it's because the puppets were just too close to each other. They, like, it's almost like, oh, they looked at each other. Oh, I'm going to have a kick. kick. <laughs> yeah. While you're there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> not um, not enough gas for the sonic screwdriver again. I need reminding. Yes, he said not enough gas. God, it's a good job I only watched this yesterday. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> doctor says, the doctor said, "Oh, I can't make these super sudden explosive mind things happen anymore because I've run out of gas in my sonic screwdriver." Uh, was this the first time okay. the sonic screwdriver was used or something? No. No, it'd been used similarly in um, the Sea Devils, although it actually was to blow up mines. Yeah. It's not the first one. The first time was Patrick Troughton. Oh, was but, it? Um, okay. Yeah, but still, not really... Um, no, I've never not really seen it do this before. But I, I think it was quite a nice like, little sequence, I suppose. But Although the unfortunate thing about the flames, you know, when you have flames that look like they're small yes. in front of the pu- puppets. Yeah. Puppets. <laughs> They're not puppets. Yeah. I thought it'd be nice if the Drashics had sung that song for the Muppet Show, you know. With sort of pink, pink, um, what do you call them? What do you call those things? Those feather boas, that's it. Oh. <laughs> that would have been nice. For an outtake, it would have been adorable, I agree. Yes. 
I've got one line here that I thought I was going to ask you now. Alex, are you feeling a bit umpty? <laughs> I've got you feeling a bit umpty too. Who is feeling umpty? I don't know. <laughs> I've written it. Who was feeling umpty and why? I don't know, but I've written it as well. Are you feeling a bit umpty? <laughs> I am, as it goes. I'm a bit umpty today. And is, is it true Very that at some odd. point Joe says she's never heard of lateral thinking? Yes, oh it really goodness. absolutely is. I think it would still be kind of new then-ish to think. Uh, they wouldn't have had think outside the box. But you'd think that lateral thinking would be known. You're right. I mean, it's weird. Yeah. And, and then there's but a... I kind of like the fact... <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I just thought it was interesting that um, she took it so literally about approaching the problem sideways. But in effect, she did do exactly what was required and think yes. of something separate and sideways but when in the work when i do the work i do when i do idea generation session this is what i'm always trying to get people to do and some people are really good at it and some people are hopeless at it yeah. but um anyway yes huh. i don't think i'm great what are you gonna say oh i just i like that once we've we've got over the agrometer section and we're all fine and then <laughs> Yeah. Then Ian got his gun out again. I was like, oh, God, who's nudged the agrometer? Something's happened. <laughs> I quite yeah. enjoyed that. I just imagined someone just bodging yeah. it with their knee and suddenly it was like, shit, we're all going to die. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I kind of like the idea that they have to be careful with that knob because otherwise they just everyone would just kill each other inside the scope. I thought that was quite interesting that, really that, that they could control in that way. Yeah. Yeah, and you can imagine sometimes some people have just left that on too high and then, oh, right, we've got to find a whole new load of exhibits now because you had the agrometer on too high. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, I wrote down, I don't believe it, and that was that was what the person said when the Drashik broke into the cargo hold. <laughs> he said, I don't believe it, and I wrote down, neither did I. <laughs> Drastic wouldn't have even fitted on that entire ship. No, no, yeah. And then, even more problematic when you actually have the ship in the ocean on long shot, and you're thinking, well, how big? What? Where would the hand go? If the hand was coming in here, how would that work? Yeah, yeah, mm. that hand is madness. I, I liked yeah. just how um, bored Joe got with the stowaway storyline. Like, she was just like, I'm just, no, I've had it. I'm not a stowaway. Just so over that now. <laughs> yeah, Joe. With you, let's just fucking get over. Although she does, I, I do think this is a good example of Joe overacting. Um, like it's when she does words, when she does words, when she does delivery, where she shakes her head too much. Oh, she nods too much. Yes, and I really struggle with it. It's just like no, you're overselling that love. That's, you're not in the theatre. We don't have to see you from the back. <laughs> but what I find fascinating about this is that obviously her performance isn't that bad. Because it's still not the same performance that shocked me when I first saw Day of the Daleks and I thought she was terrible. Having previously seen The Three Doctors and Carnival, which were my first entry into D Doctor and Joe. Um, so you I think she's the Daleks, lots worse she's than Day? Really? What? You think she's way worse in Day than the rest of them? Yeah. Because mm. I remember the shock when I saw it. I was like, oh my God, this person's terrible. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think she's as bad now, but but fourteen year old me was like, oh my god, she's she's just really bad. Oh. But um. Yeah, I guess. But I she, also think this story. Yeah. She delivers a lot of lines. Brilliantly badly though, I think that that she makes day what it is with some of that terrible overacting. Like she just the over delivery is the bit that you remember the the madness of. Okay. No, not for you. Yeah, maybe. And I think what I like about this story and the three doctors, which is the other one that was part of the five faces, was that um, it shows me that I loved both these stories when I was nine, when I saw them for the first time. So if I'd been nine when John Pertwee's Doctor had been around, I would have still been a Doctor Who fan. Do you know what I mean? I think that's quite interesting that I've got that for definite. Right. <clears throat> because... I don't think I would have thought that otherwise because I'd be like, well, John Pertwee's office is okay, but I would never really got on board and been excited every week, but I think I would have been. Okay. Okay, I get that. Yes. Um, uh. I like that, yeah, I've just got back to Zarb here. I've got, I really like... Well done. I like Zarb, <laughs> even though he wasn't in it. He's not in it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just like that he was like, they really made a point of showing that he was like this liberal minded dude who's trying to forge relations with other countries or other um, other planets. And then he wants to disband the army and he look, wants to look after the underclass. And I just, I really enjoyed that there was all that going on with Zarb in the background. I felt that was an important kind of bit of plot that kind of made it worth listening to. Good. Can you tell? Yeah. Go um, good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, and the power play bit <clears throat> with, the, with the dudes. It was it was quite fun. Okay. And was was Margaret in there? Is Margaret one of those actors? <laughs> no. Is he not? Uh, oh, no. Oh, maybe. Oh, who is Margaret? Who is Margaret? Margaret. That's not Michael Wisher. I think it might I be. I know. It's... Oh, maybe it is. Oh, I'm really confused now. I need to find out. Yeah. Is it Margaret? Yeah, I think it is. Who plays Margaret? It's Michael Wisher, Margaret. I have a feeling. <laughs> I love that in Revenge of the Cybermen where we always think he said, he said Margaret. <laughs> oh, it's just, just the idea of this. This Margaret. called Margaret. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. superb. Superbly bad name for a... A so character. If you were gonna steal a bit of history and put it in a, a in a mini scope, yes. would you leave some yeah. dynamite in there just to give them a bit of a fighting chance to get out of there? Is that is that the way you'd approach I would. it? I would for added added interest. Good. Totally. Me too. <laughs> next next question. <laughs> <laughs> is it Margaret or not? <laughs> I'm looking. God. <laughs> Give me a fortune chance. <laughs> Come on, Margaret. Margaret's hiding from me. Michael Wisher! Yes! It is Michael Wisher. I think there must have been a couple of sentences that made me feel Where like... he sounded like Margaret. Yeah. I think yeah. that is why. Oh, that's quite funny. Yeah. Yes, me. It's an underrated role, Margaret. Well done. Yes. Good work. Liking your work. Um... Oh, by the way, what did you think? Did you were we reminded because your love of the war games? Mm. Were you reminded of it because it's similar, isn't it? No. 
say it reminded you. Just the idea just different of zones collected. Yeah. Different zones collected together for people's amusement. Had they probably they just needed to really, as soon as you do that kind of concept, I'm on board, but they just needed a few yeah. more areas and no, true. the bits in between. Like, I need to feel the interconnectedness. And I think that's, that's what's missing. Like, from one zone to another, they went, like, what seemed like for miles in that little cool pinky mad set in the middle. But it just kind of... <laughs> yeah. It just... I wanted there yeah. to be, like, a door just off everything. Do you know what I mean? To get to the next section. Like, then yeah. it would have felt more, yeah. like... The, the possibilities would have felt more exciting. Um, yeah. yeah. It just... The, the limitations were just too plain, I think. They just confronted mm. you, like, really badly. And also just the fact that the SS Bernice bit was quite dull. Like, if one of your sections is dull, well, like, yes. you're struggling. But then I... You see, I, that's why I had Shades of the War games for me. You're going to hate me for saying this. But, like, when you finally get back to General Smythe in episode nine or whatever, it is, you're like, oh, my God, we're not back here again. And I kind of had the bit of that. Oh, I've said, I've, I feel like I've really betrayed everything now. <laughs> like, at that point for me, I'm just like, oh, my God, get me a duvet. I just want to snuggle so bad. I want maybe ah, Jennifer and... Smythe and everyone just have a big communal hug in that area. It's just, it's so adorable to finally get back to that section. You're so wrong. I was saying something wrong as I was saying it. The pod, this podcast is over. Mic drop. <laughs> well, we had 26 episodes. It's amazing how long you can actually be, though. Uh, it's good to know. Wow. <laughs> just wow. 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 So, I love um, it. Okay. Yes. I um, I'm struggling now as to how it actually ended. How did the whole thing end? I'm I'm off war games now. Don't panic. Um, yeah. What what happened? With the Drashig's coming out. Okay. And, and the Eradicator not working, and then Vorg saving the day by finding the piece in his bag and making the Eradicator work, and yeah, firing at the thingy. Okay. So and the, the 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 machine that looked like a washing machine. It, obviously, it was a washing machine. The back of a washing machine. That's that prop, oh, is which it? they brought out from the TARDIS. Okay. Yes, I felt certain. Okay. I've got a question for you. Yes. Belarigani. Vardered the bone of Balone. Say that again. Belarigani. Vardered the bone of Balone. Niente denari, ye yields. I bet he understands the Polari. Listen to this. Hey? <laughs> the Tellurian carnival lingo. Watch. Polari the carny. I beg your pardon? Varda de Bonapolone. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh... Niente denari round here, ye yields. <laughs> I, I must apologise. I, I'm afraid I do not understand your language. You understand, all right. You're a showman, the same as me, aren't you? <laughs> do you not remember when Vorg was speaking Polari, the slang oh, language? No, I don't. That's gone forever from yes, my memory. He did. Oh, well done. Yes. You did really well. You've got like Thank a whole you. new language to your bow. A whole new one. <laughs> 
So, okay, I yeah. feel like I started this by saying I quite like this story, and now I've gone through it. <laughs> I don't think I've demonstrated in any way that I like the story. So I'm going to try and come back to like... Conversely, I feel I've demonstrated that this is exactly how I feel about this story. Oh, Are you just saying I'm really bad at demonstrating shit? You bastard. No, no, I'm just... No, I'm not. I'm just saying that I intended to make it clear that I'm not a big fan of this story, even though I liked it when I was nine. Yeah. And I just don't think I am. Yeah. I think it's overrated. <gasps> I said it. No, I said I, it. I, I'm with you. But I guess I was, when I first watched this just a couple of weeks ago, I was ready to hate it. And so yeah, it definitely wasn't as bad as I was expecting to feel about it. So I guess that's probably more yeah. where I'm at. It just, it, it surprised me in a good way because I was just, it's, I, when I think of this in my mind's eye, I'm just thinking... Plesiosaurus in the Indian Ocean and like everyone screams like that's that's it that's the kind of the bit you remember and then you just, <laughs> I'm 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 yeah. kind of done um and there was more to <laughs> there was I see I, I I kind of thought well I love the central conceit of the miniscope that's cool um there's a lot of elements I like about it but now I've seen this, and now I've actually got a problem with the SS Bernice story not making sense, yes. and the dinosaur in the Indian Ocean. That for me has tipped the balance in favour of thinking it doesn't work. Yeah, but there was there was some good bits that I don't feel like I've conveyed with Joe running up and down. What's the snapping noises? I can hear snapping That's noises a fire in the background. Oh, it's it's a nice, warm, cosy sound. Good. Yes, it's lovely sound. Um, yeah, no, didn't, yeah. didn't Joe run wonderfully? up and down the SS Bernice whenever required. Like, I did enjoy she that. She did. I don't feel like I've conveyed the joy of that, her and her chambre. I like companions running. Always keep them running. Yeah, she ran well. She, she had bravery and some chutzpah. <laughs> Definitely watch, watch <laughs> Gosh, this. Gosh, well done. You, you, you really had a lead up to that, didn't you, then? Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I did it. <laughs> no, it reminds me of when I used to order pizza when I was in um, Amsterdam. And um, I used to live at 65G, um, and I used to have to ask for my favourite pizza without mince. And they said this before, and you had to say, <laughs> It was just like, <laughs> I couldn't do it. It was, It was, yeah. My pizza always went to the wrong address, and it always had mince on it. It was so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> we'd get there that's what i love about this is you end up somewhere completely different you're like whoa brilliant oh, um, oh. but then she did have skill I no i'm still back yes. on joe running still happy with joe running Carry okay on. good yeah um i wrote down the acorn antiques moment which is when before the doctor and joe reappear in the loading bay or wherever it is and um Shirna shouts out look no, she says, wait, no, wait, before they appear. And it just reminded me of Babs in Acorn Antique saying, I think the postman's on his way. <laughs> oh, thank goodness he has such a distinctive knock. Yeah. It was yeah. really like that. Yeah. It's like, nothing's appeared yet, Sherna. Sorry, not yeah. even a, a glimmer. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did have another problem in episode four. Oh, Can gosh. I just mention yes, it? Yes, please, God, do. And that's when the Doctor first gets out of the scope. 
He's very nice to Shona and Vorg and he bows to Shona. Um, he says this situation's outrageous, but then he goes all out to attack the civil service men. I mean, they deserve it because they're horrible, mm. but he doesn't know that. And he keeps on this massive long tirade at them. Well, you let this into this country. You did this and you did this and it's your fault because you're in charge here. And it's like, Vorg and Shona get off scot-free to begin with. And I'm like, well, this <laughs> doesn't make any sense. It. That is quite Is there a fucking miniscope? Yes. It's very weird. I didn't get that. And I'd never noticed that before either. I thought that was odd. You are, I take it, the representatives of authority on this planet. One's authority comes direct from President Zab himself. Then you have allowed the importation and the operation of a machine that is expressly forbidden by intergalactic law. One did not allow it. One has already ordered the deportation of the Lermans and their machine. But for the moment, the machine is here, and it is in operation. Surely you'll scarcely deny that. Well, strictly speaking, one must concede that, uh, in a sense, then you are responsible, are you not? Yeah, it's just almost like he just likes to control the room almost, doesn't he? Yes, and I think it's just because he's meant to be anti-authority. So he's kind of like, well, I'm just going to go against these people. Yeah. Because it's it's, they're the kind of the politicians, the UK politicians for this week sort of thing. Yeah. Which they really are. Yeah. But, but um, also, he does go have a. He does get angry with them when Vorg says the word livestock, as he should. When he says all the creatures, and they call him livestock. <gasps> but then, he yeah, well, Vorg does. But then the Doctor repeats it back at him, and I couldn't believe that. He says we'll get the, we'll get the livestock back where they belong. And it's like you can't use the same word that you're just angry at him for using. You just said livestock back at him, and I couldn't believe that. that. I was strange. shocked. Where are you? Very Good. weird. Good. I'm glad you I'm all for miniscope rights. I am on <laughs> or lack of miniscope. Oh, something I didn't believe at all, at all, was that stupid conversation he had with Joe inside the overused room, which was um, about how, oh yes, I had the miniscopes banned when I was yes! in Yeah, you can just imagine him fucking trying to get work, like, with some kind of activist group to make sure that the use of them was banned forever and he was lobbying the fucking Time Lord Council my bloody no. ass. No. It was just nonsense. I didn't buy it for a second. No. Like, oh, actually, yes, I, I had them banned. He says it twice, I had them banned. And I'm like, no, you didn't. No way. This yeah. is just nonsense. Yeah. And then she believes him completely. She says, oh, so somehow one of these miniscopes got through. Just one. But all the other campaigning work was brilliant. Well done, Doctor. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> Yeah, this shit. So I didn't buy it for a no. minute. Maybe, if, I guess, maybe if it was a previous incarnation, you could have believed it. I can imagine Patrick Troughton doing some lobbying. Not having John Perry doing any lobbying from anyone. Yeah, but it, that doesn't make sense because it would have to be pre Hart. It would have to be Hartnell or or maybe even Joe Martin Doctor. It could have been Joe Martin Doctor. Yeah. Oh, I have just realised that she's the one from Back to Life. I hadn't realised that. Oh, I God, I, God, I know. I Sounds love Back funny. to Life. Oh, it's going to be a new series, you know, new, new series of Back to Life coming. Noodle, yeah. noodle, noodle. <laughs> I just love at the end where she's practicing saying noodle. It's so funny. I don't remember that. It's oh. Maurice hasn't seen it yet, so I intend to watch it. Oh yeah, I've rewatched it again just the other week because I loved it so much. It just yeah. It was Wasn't so it good. so good? I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. So quick to. Get away from Doctor Who. <laughs> I've, I've, got, I've got nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm over now. All my notes. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm well, done. Sentence, You're like a dragon in... Why is he acting like it's Dan's army and I have no idea what that's in reference to and I'm over. I've got nothing more to give to you. <laughs>
Um, I've got that it's nice that it ends on Sherna's smiling face. I wrote yeah. down. I did quite like um, her. I thought she was a really quite good character. She did her best. Given not much. I thought it was, inf- yeah. I thought it was unfortunate that Major Daly has that line towards the end of saying, oh, it's a disappointing ending. And I'm thinking, yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say what's going on on the screen. It's not a good idea. (laughs) No. Mm. Um, And my notes just end with the phrase, so where the fuck was the dinosaur from? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is a really good question. And and perhaps... Mm -hmm. You could write a spin-off to explain it. Thanks, please. <laughs> no, I'll be using what my time much more usefully. No, can actually can you at the same time as Not. whatever boring thing you're writing? Can you write something rude fiction fun? Please write a story. Please write a new adventure. With No. With who? With Tell me. Liz Shaw. Liz Shaw. Liz Liz Shaw. Yeah, could you? Thanks. Isn't it sad that when we used to have Liz Shaw mints, I used to have a sort of friss on of excitement. Yeah. It's so huge. That's her name. That's brilliant. (laughs) Oh, do you remember when you made a whole new game of um, Monopoly with a packet of Liz Shaw mints? Did I? No. Oh, it was utterly amazing. Like, because the packaging for the Vishalmints was pretty cool. Um, and so, mm. yeah, you made all the different murder cards. Oh no, it was Cluedo. That was it. It was. It was. Um, oh, okay. It was Cluedo. Oh, vaguely coming back to me. Yes, vaguely. So all the different weapons and the rooms and everything were all housed so perfectly in the Vishalmints box. And yeah, and you just used the normal um, board. But all the, the implements and everything. I'm pretty sure it was Doctor Who focused. It's pretty cool. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah, so that's yeah. what I think of with the short mints. I've got double the frisson of joy that you have. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I gave um, a box to my friend Hayden once and um and he was like a bit non plus and i'm like no there's a machine and he's like okay got it <laughs> <laughs> oh that's really disappointing but he was nice he was nice enough to be nice about it he was <laughs> she should wave at hayden because he's on the other pod that other doctor who podcast waving which one i forgot what it's called diddly dumb diddly dumb that's the oh, one. okay good yes good good um yes so I think so, we're there. I think, I think we limped there, didn't we? So, in <laughs> summary, Carnival of Monsters isn't as bad as I thought it was. However, it's not as good as everyone else thinks it is. It's kind of <laughs> I right. think that's, that's a... <laughs> yeah. that's I don't think it could be any more mediocre. <laughs> well, that's why you really didn't want to do this one. You were so disappointed when everyone... Voted for this oh, one. Okay, like, oh yeah, because we should th- we should thank the people on Twitter for choosing this one. Thank them? <laughs> Question mark. No, I kind of like it, but I kind of I want to like it more. But then I think sometimes maybe this was just right for a nine-year-old, and that's what Doctor Who should be quite a lot of the time. Yeah. So yeah, although John was like, "I'm not watching that with you again." He refused to watch it. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, so he's very funny. patient, really. That he does watch so much. He you know? watches a lot, but he yeah. was like, "I'm not watching that." Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "I'm not watching that again." Now. Whenever I say, "Should we watch Doctor Who?" He says, 
Hold on you. And then I go, oh, this is no. No, sorry. He won't watch any old Doctor at all now. He's just... Wow. Yeah, yeah he doesn't have the attention of a nine-year-old. I still yeah. think of him in his thigh-length King Paladin boots. <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> He's wearing them now, which is good. Little purple knickerbockers. Thigh-length boots. It's good that that's what he wears. (laughs) He goes just off to the room, (laughs) off to his bedroom to put them on. He just relaxes in front of the fire with them on. I'm just having a sort of paladin sort of day. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit like, it's about the Dawn French when she has one of her Jackie O days. It was to do with the fact that it was good for a nine-year-old. Ah, I'll tell you what it is. I actually... I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> I think what is so annoyingly mediocre about the whole thing is because you can see the potential. As soon as you're starting to grasp what the concept is, you're, you've kind of got that little bit of excitement inside of you. Like, there's a huge amount of potential in this. This miniscope could provide us the best story. This could be amazing. And you're kind of, yeah. in, in your heart, you're just like, this This could get really nice. And so you've, you've got that joy constantly coming, but it is joy mixed with disappointment the whole time. It's just, it's permanently tempering the other. And so I think that's why it never really makes it. But I think perhaps why other Doctor Who fans like it, because the idea gives them that joy. The idea that, of what could have been is enough to make them happy. Am I right? Yes, I think you're dead right, and I think it's kind of it's almost painful that the options would have been there to make this one of the best stories ever. I think mm. if they'd if they'd done extra sections, and you're right as well. The though. inconsistencies. There would have been any Doctor Who fan would have been so happy with a bit of a Cyberman just somewhere in the corner, or just yeah. any like it would have been the perfect opportunity to bring together all our old foes and all that kind of thing, and it, it would have yeah. worked well. It would have been enjoyable, not. I would have preferred a different way of presenting the civil service storyline. I don't know. I just think because they're so grey or blue, whatever colour it is, they, I don't know. I just kind of like think, oh, they all look similar and I don't care. And they're talking in boring voices. And maybe I just wasn't in the right mood. But I just think something needs to elevate the interminer stuff a bit. Yeah, you can't Mm. bore us that much. The, The whole point was to show that they were boring but if they're an essential part of the plot then you can't just say well be bored but please listen it's yeah it's they need to have something in some way to engage you some way that you can feel enthralled by what's going on but yeah that doesn't happen. yeah hmm oh before we get into our onto our hall of fame just to say the results of our kinder hall of fame are in and it was the most close run contest we ever had it was nail biting. Nail biting. Was it? <laughs> and who won? It was. Um, Hindle won just. Ugh. There was 25 votes, but Hindle won, he got 36% and Todd got 32%. Madness. And Panna was, was 28. Really? But um, 
Yes, but it was it was it was it. The lead kept changing. Wow. It was even Stevens a lot Ew. of the time. I wish I voted now. <laughs> Sorry. Oh well, you've got only got yourself to blame. Too busy. So, Hall of Fame. Well, we've got the racist man on the boat. <laughs> we've got <laughs> Ian Master. Um, kissing, kissing Drashigs. Kissing Drashigs. Uh, We've got to bring sex into it, don't we, for together ratings up. How to get we... any sort of voting, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay, what, what could we ha have between Shirtler and Borg? Uh, dirty, dirty, uh, dirty, dirty girl. Dirty, dirty girl. Um, um, no, can't even imagine anything between civil servants either. It's very unlikely. We really don't want to. No. no. Okay, no. so the kissing drashig was far as I was going to go Kissing drashig one, kissing drashig two, <laughs> and racist on a racist on a boat. <laughs> Good. I think we've nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. Plus Shona. <sighs> yes. We'll okay. let Shona get in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Shona got the got the all the fame sorted. Yeah. She does. Right. Well, they're not in those tights. I think she could get quite warm. <laughs> yeah, again, chafing is definitely part of the deal. Yes. Okay, so I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I was like, sure, sure. Um, I don't know what I'm sure about. Stuff. Yeah, I am. I'm really We're sure probably... about stuff too. <gasps> That's so <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's so in tune. Sure. Um, good. Next one. Okay, tell me which doctor it would be. Next oh, now I made a note. Well, it depends if we um, ever get round to doing the other one, that secret, secret one that we keep talking about, but it's oh, not yeah. happened yet. So okay. ignoring that for now. Okay. But um, we so really... not William Hartnell. <laughs> good. And what I've written down next, what I wrote down in my sh my schedule. Colin Baker question oh, mark. Oh, I tell you what I've listened to. Um, I listened to the Liberator Chronicles today. That was lovely. Oh, oh did you listen to the um, the one that was set the Star One one, the one that was set between Star One and Aftermath? That's really good. I think it was. It was Jenna's story, Blake's story, and something else. I don't know. It was a big finish one. It was oh no. Lovely. Oh no, I haven't listened to that yet. I listened to one in between and I really enjoyed it and it's the first time I'd ever listened to one of those. No, oh, okay. But yeah, it just struck me how much Rog Blake sounds like Colin Baker. To hear them, they're identical. Madness. Um, oh, that was where that was going. Um, okay, so Colin Baker, really? Okay, give me some magical <laughs> ones. Oh, Terror of the Burboids. Ovs. Is that Colin Baker? Yeah? Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Is that Colin Baker? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Penis is on okay. the boat. No, penis is on the ship. That's what we want. Yes. <laughs> okay. Good. Terror of the Vervoids it is. I'm writing it into the schedule. That's pretty big. Yeah. Although I can edit this bit out and just change life and history I itself. Think please if edit I, if, most if, of if this out. If chose she. <laughs> if chose she. <laughs> yeah, I think hefty editing is required on this one. So go for your frickin' life. I will. I will. <laughs> Okay yes. then. Goodbye. Goodbye.
in the next edition of World Enough and Time, Terror of the Vervoids. <laughs> Come on, a conductor tour only. No wandering off on your own. Tell me, who's the woman with the dragon's voice? Professor Sarah Lasky. She's an agronomist. Well, so are two assistants, Bruckner and Dolan. So was the hydroponic centre set up specially for them? Yes, we had to allocate part of the whole. Why is only low-spectrum light allowed in the place? Something to do with photosynthesis. Low-spectrum light allows the plants to stay dormant. <laughs> now, I'll go first. We don't want you breaking your neck. At least not until...